Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. No. I have the effing chills. That's what I said when I watched this week's episode of Vanderpump Rules because everything that's happening off screen with the Scandaval situation is now informing everything that we watch. And so I'm watching this week's supersized Vanderpump Rules and I'm getting so worked up over everything that's happening with Rachel and the gals are confronting Rachel about her tendency to go after men who are taken. Every single scene, I felt like I was getting more so than last week. And I think we talked about this on the show about whether or not Bravo editors are going in and re editing things. And I said, I bet they are. I bet they're following the story and maybe changing some things around. But then I believe it was Lala had said on her podcast, or I don't know where all this information is coming from. If it's from her podcast, from the blogs, I don't know. It's all coming in my head. And who knows where it's coming from? But I think it was Lala's podcast where she said that they actually wouldn't be. Uh, editing the episodes they were already done. And so maybe they're adding a new episode with the new filming at the end of the season. But I don't know. I thought it was a supersized episode, wasn't it? I mean, here's the one thing that I do want to say is that while you guys are listening to this episode of Everything Iconic, I am actually going to be on Watch What Happens Live. So I'm recording this episode of Everything Iconic before I fly off to New York to film Watch What Happens Live with Katie Maloney. And so I'm going to get as much scoop as I can, but this episode's probably coming out at the same time that I'm going to be on Watch What Happens Live. So I'm going to get what I can out of that episode and get what I can out of Andy, out of Katie Maloney, out of everybody asking the questions. But uh, you all are listening to this, so things could change on a dime. Who knows? Things are coming in hot. We're getting new information left, right, and center. Schwartz, Shula Schwartz was on TMZ. I don't know if anyone saw that interview. They followed him at the LAX airport, and we're asking him all sorts of questions about what he knew. What, and I don't know. Those kind of interviews are so set up. And I just thought, who's advising him to be set up by TMZ? And I think one of the reasons why they do that is because they can kind of get away with it because it's like, oh, they just came up to me at the airport. Now, I believe that when this whole Scandaval situation happened, that paparazzi were outside of uh, Tom Sandoval and Ariana's house. But I don't think that the paparazzi are following and checking his flight plans at LAX airport. But see, the Bravo people, they don't want the cast talking about all this stuff because they obviously wanted to play out on the show. And so it's going to be better for ratings for everybody involved with the network if they're not given 100 interviews. So I even think that's why on these podcasts that all of the cast members have, whether it be Shishi's Shenanigans podcast or Lala's or whoever, I think they're giving as much information as they can. But they've even come out and said that things have had to be edited before they release episodes Kristen Doty, former cast member, she put out an episode of her podcast, and it has been confirmed that she's filming, but I don't know if she had to run her podcast through legal or something. I don't know. So there's all this information. But the point is, with Shula Schwartz at the airport, I think that was his way of getting around it, being able to release a statement by just pretending that, oh, they just caught me here at the airport. Oh, oh, they just caught me here at the airport. But I was getting upset. I was getting upset, and I don't like that he's just given 
the interview willy-nilly like that because I think he's going to just pretend like he didn't know anything. And the more I've thought about it, the more I think, like, how could he have not known? Of course he knew everything. They're business partners. They're best friends. So I don't know if he knew for the whole seven months or something. But for however long he knew, it's disgusting. It's disgusting, Tom Schwartz. Do you hear me? Do you hear me, Tom Schwartz? Tommy, can you hear me? Tommy, can you hear me? Tommy, can you hear me? Shula Schwartz, you better be listening. And so... Uh, he's going to, of course, just act so coquettish and like he didn't know nothing, but I'm not falling for it. I will not be bamboozled by these men a second longer the way I have been in the past. Anyway, uh, I got some other announcements too, you guys. So one of the most exciting things to share is that I have a new book coming out October 24th of this year. It's called The Jolliest Bunch. It's my sequel to uh, the How Do I Unremember This, which came out March of last year. I've been working so hard on it. It's a holiday essay collection that will hopefully make you laugh, make you just have a good time. So please pre-order it. I know it's a holiday thing and it doesn't come out until October 24th of this year, but pre-orders are so important for the book world, so important for authors. It encourages uh, other retail places to pick up the book who maybe wouldn't have picked up the book before. So pre-orders cannot be more uh, beneficial. So you can order it from Amazon, Target, your local indie bookstore is a great way to do it. I will put links on the episode description. I will also put links in my Instagram bio. But wherever you can pre-order the book is an amazing thing. Again, it's called The Jolly's Bunch, and I'm so incredibly proud. It's I've been dying for everyone to see it. And so I think uh, as of this episode being out, you should be able to see the cover on my Instagram and all that kind of good stuff. But it's called The Jolliest Bunch. Please, please, please pre-order. If you want to support me, just go pre-order it. And uh, October 24th, then you get in the mail. It's like an early Christmas gift as it is when you get it in the mail. Then you order it now. You forget you ordered it. Then it comes to your doorstep and you're like, holy shit, look at this thing I just got. Totally forgot I bought it. And so it really helps out a lot. It, it really is a thrill, too, that I get to do this book and and that the first book was so successful that they let me do another book. And this is a dream come true book. I, I always want to do a holiday collection. I love the holiday season. You know, I have another podcast at the holidays with my friend Jenna. And so this holiday season is going to be a big one with the Jolliest Bunch out October 24th. Go pre-order. Please love you. Love you. Love you. Okay. Now, what else? We got to talk about uh, Vanderpump Rules. We open in Vegas and we're going to talk Vanderpump and then we'll get into a little bit of New Jersey uh, as well after that. But uh, Vanderpump Rules, we open in Vegas at the Paris Hotel. There's so much LVP branding. I don't know if anyone's been to Vegas recently. But there is just, she's on every screen, on every street corner screen. I don't know if you walk around Vegas, you get those pamphlets with the hookers where they, you know, they come at you with the pamphlets and all the guys are passing them out. And now I feel like you see LVP just as much as you see those people handing out the hooker pamphlets. And that's what I want from Vegas, to be quite honest with you. Be quite honest. That's what I like. And so I love that you could just see because it's like Bravo branding. And I think we need to get some other Bravo people in Vegas so that when I go there, I just want to I want to see Bravo celebrities all around me. I don't care who they are. Jill Zarin's showing up at the Oscars. Let's go to her in the Vegas Strip. I don't know if anyone saw Jill Zarin went to the Vanity Fair Oscar party. She's being photographed with Steven Spielberg with her shoes out. Her hooves are out. She didn't even have no shoes on. So if Jill Zarin could pop up at the Oscars with Steven Spielberg, let's get her in Vegas. And while we're at it, let's get her in the next Indiana Jones. Let's just Indiana Jones and Scary Island. I don't. We should film the next one there. Spielberg, listen to me. Just get Harrison Ford and Jill Zarin on Scary Island. And I don't know what you guys figure out the plot. I'm not here to do that, but I'm just, that is an idea. It's an idea that we're going to throw around. And Jill Zarin, I need her to open up a rug store or something on the Vegas Strip so that when I land and I'm getting my uh, room at the Caesars Palace or Paris Planet Hollywood, 
I need Jill Zarin to be on the cards. I need a, another Bravo celebrity to be on the cards. I'm not sure who. You guys figure that out. Andy Cohen should be there. He's got a new book out. Speaking of books, let's get him branded in Vegas. Somebody else should be there besides LVP because I love seeing her. But I need other people. Now, the women who are in Vegas, it's 2.05 a.m. They're still filming them on the elevator. Raquel is very drunk. Uh, Rachel says, I'm focusing more on myself. And then they all sit in Lala's room, and they aren't mic'd. This was really interesting. So Lala, Katie, and Christina are in bed. And Rachel's really drunk. She's eating some leftovers, which I found very relatable. Very relatable. She had that big old tray of leftovers. And uh, they're talking about how Rachel goes after all of their men. And Katie says she sees a pattern. She thinks it's a red flag. And she, Lala then says to her, are you drinking like this? I would never trust you around my man. And then Rachel says, thank God you don't have a man to be around then. I was so pissed. And then she left. And I was a little distracted during the scene because I have the same blanket that Lala's been on this vacation with. And it's the same blanket, you guys, that she also posted on her Instagram story recently where she said, Rachel needs to send the legal letter Daryl. I don't know if you saw this. And then she started making merch. Everything that happens on Bravo social media, it all becomes a branded content because suddenly Lala goes on her Instagram stories and says, Rachel tried to send her a legal letter. And then she says, send it to Daryl. And the Instagram story wasn't even up long. And then suddenly people are selling t-shirts to say, send it to Daryl. Anyway, in that video, Lala had the blanket, which is the same blanket in Vegas. And I have the same exact blanket, the same one. So it was a gift. I don't know where it came from, but it's a soft blanket. And so I was distracted looking at the blanket. And speaking of, obviously, it's a security blanket for Lala. She's bringing on her vacation. And Rachel doesn't have a security blanket, but she does have security galaxy lights for her room in the hotel. And this, <laughs> this was so stupid. I kind of loved it, though. And by the way, I just want to point out that I do not care for her. I do not care for her, not one bit. So although I complimented the fact that she was eating the leftovers in the room, and now I'm going to compliment the fact that she travels with the galaxy light, I do not care for her. just want to Make sure that we're clear, because I don't want people reaching out and saying, oh, you were so nice to Rachel, and I do not care for her. But I do like those galaxy lights, because I always wanted them as a kid, but I never, we just never had them. So I think I need to get some galaxy lights now in present day. Like, well, I need to get on Amazon or something to figure out where they're from, because I like them. Uh, anyway, Rachel, again, I, if I would have watched this episode before the whole scandal happened, I think I would have probably felt empathetic towards Rachel, and I might have looked at it differently. But instead, I'm watching this, and she's playing the victim, and then she's crying, and I feel bad anyone getting a panic attack when they were driving at Lake Havasu or Havasu, which I've never even heard of Lake Havasu, and once in my life, and then suddenly this episode, I'm, all I'm hearing is, going to Lake Havasu, Lavasu, Havasu, Havasu. It reminded me back in the day when uh, they kept saying Toka Madera. Do you remember Toka Madera? It was like there was a, a three-episode stretch where apparently uh, Sheena's ex, the one who could hang the TV in seven minutes, he was like making out with someone at Toka Madera. And every episode for like three episodes, they're like, he was with someone at Toka Madera, Toka Madera, Toka Madera, Toka Madera, Toka Madera, Toka Madera. That he just kept saying it. And meanwhile, that what was so funny, if you ever go back and watch those episodes, was Sheena's like, there's no way Rob was making out with someone at Toka Madera. He doesn't even like to kiss me. And then, <laughs> oh, you guys, those old episodes, nothing better. Nothing better. 
She says that's the that was his the smoking gun for why Rob couldn't have cheated on her because he doesn't even like to kiss her. And then there's another episode where somebody asks like, "Does Rob send you flowers?" She's like, "No, I don't like flowers." And then I think it was Lala was like, "Well, she know what is? Does he give you gifts or anything?" She's like, "No, I'm just like not a gift person." It's like, "Oh, she, he doesn't show you any affection or give you gifts." <laughs> oh, she she. I mean, I'm happy. Sheena's got Brock now, and hopefully they're happy. But I gotta say. Shishi with that dot summer moon you guys that one scene with summer moon uh i never thought i'd want to see more kids and again i don't want a lot of kids but summer moon's adorable kid i would like a little extra a little extra summer moon i think maybe get her in the opening credits or something and then we don't have to spend a lot of time with summer moon but let's maybe put her in the credits because she's adorable little girl anyway glad she moved on from that other one and found brock although last season i don't know if it was really revealed that Brock was that great of a man, but uh, that's neither here nor there. The point is, the men on this show, and the men on Bravo Network, they need to get it together. And by the way, I hope this scandal situation is putting the rest of them on notice. I hope Kyle Cook is on notice. There's all these rumors going around, Dumois and stuff, but Kyle and Amanda now having a similar situation. Who knows what's true? It's all alleged, and it's just implied on Dumois, the Instagram gossip account. And then also, I hope the rest of the men, I hope Craigie is on watch too, because I will not uh, stand for him doing anything to Paige. You know, I love Paige. And so I'm not going to stand for him doing any kind of shady business over there in the South uh, with Paige, Kyle, all the rest of these men on Bravo, they're on watch. And so I got my eye out. With the re- all of us got our eyes out. Can't be doing these kind of shady things, wearing the lightning bolt necklaces and cheating on someone with your castmate for years and years and years or months and months and months. I will not stand for it. You hear me, Craig? You hear me, Kyle Cook, with that mullet? Yeah, you hear me. These men. Okay, then we cut to the next morning uh, in Vegas. It's 10 a.m., and this is when they're headed on. This is when they're headed to Lake Havasu in the drive, which we kind of talked about. Lala is not giving Raquel the business so much, which I thought she would have. She's kind of giving her a pass. She says, well, Rachel, you were drunk and whatever. She gets it. But she does tell her to respect relationships. And Rachel calls it hypocrisy. And now all of these people are technically in the wrong, right? Like, I mean, I hate, I have been on Lala's side this season, but Rachel was right to say, well, you did kind of like have sex with James. And Lala said, well, that was six years ago. And this whole episode, I felt like they were all arguing about like who is the most recent cheater, you know, like, (laughs) which is wild, wild. It's like Lala's like, that happened six years ago. And Rachel's like, well, it still happened. And then meanwhile, I'm thinking, well, Rachel, you're doing it. Like, we shouldn't be arguing of who's the worst cheater or who's the most recent cheater. It's just a crazy thing to have. Meanwhile, back in LA, Shula Schwartz is at his new apartment and Shishi is there with someone named Shira. So we got Shira and Shishi. Shira is the woman who's going to be making over Schwartz. And so they're doing like an ambush makeover on Shula Schwartz and he's wearing a robe and Shishi is hitching her wagon a little too much to Shula Schwartz. She's doing a little too much work over there. And I feel that maybe Sheena's job was in jeopardy. I said that last week on the show. And so now I feel like she saw an opening with Schwartz because nobody else wanted to film with him. Or and it's the wrong side. Obviously, we're seeing that now. So what I hope is that Shishi is watching this show and realizing that maybe he's not the wagon to hitch herself to. Uh, but Shira, I felt bad for Shira because although we saw Rachel get in the panic attack in the car on the way to Lake Havasu, I feel that Shira also was getting a heavy bout of anxiety when she walked into Sheila Schwartz's closet because she looked around. You know what she said? 
that sound effect just played in her head because she's looking around and she's just seeing no shoes, a lot of flip-flops, and she's seeing all sorts of outfits and costumes. Katie and Schwartz went in this biodome characters. Do you remember that Polly Shore movie? Which is so weird because I felt like I hadn't thought of this movie Biodome in a hundred years. It's from I think ninety-six. And a few weeks ago I actually rewatched Biodome. A Polly Shore movie from ninety-six. I just happened to be re-watching it a couple weeks ago. And now it comes up on this week's episode of Vanderpump Rules, and it also comes up on the Oscars. Jimmy Kimmel made some joke about uh, something about Biodome, because I guess Encino Man, another Pauly Shore movie, did well. or I, I forget even how it came up, but I'm like, Biodome is in the public consciousness right now. And we're moments away from our Biodome reboot. I'm not sure. It just is feeling like it's it's bubbling under the surface. It's just there, and I'm feeling it in the air. And so we just need to keep our eyes and ears open, because I think it's happening. I don't know why. I just I feel it. It's coming up on Vanderpump Rules, the Oscars telecast. Now, Sheena wants to throw Tom a divorce party, and she wants to celebrate getting the Schwartz back. Uh-oh, hello! Now, I was focused this whole time. They're making Schwartz, like, look at his clothes and get rid of clothes, and they're kind of doing a Marie Kondo situation with him. I was just uh, laughing because every time he would try on new clothes, Sheena was just sitting there with her Coors Light. At every outfit she's looking at, she's like, that's a vibe. <laughs> It was just making me laugh so hard. That's a vibe, Shorts. That's a vibe with her coarse light in her hand. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Meanwhile, in the car on the way to Lake Havasu, Christina's interviewing the gals as if she's a producer. Now, this is why, although I did not care for Christina coming back at the beginning of the season, now I'm on board because not only is she calling out Rachel, but also she's interviewing the cast members. And this is why it's important to have at least one non-narcissist cast member on the show. Because otherwise, it's just this crazy loop where everyone just wants to talk about themselves. And you need a non-narcissist because they will ask questions in the scenes that the other people will not ask. So I think it's great that Christina Kelly's on the show right now because she's the only, she's talking about other people. No one's asking a single effing question about Christina Kelly. I don't think anyone asked her one thing in the past four weeks that she's been on this show. But she's there to say, how do you feel about this, Rachel? What do you think, Lala? Katie, come over here. What do you, blah, blah. So she's asking all this stuff and that you need a non-narcissist. It's important. It's important. Now, Rachel says James said these awful things about her parents and she doesn't have an identity. And he, here's the thing about Rachel. She joined the show, I think, when she was 21 or 22. Somebody should have stopped her from joining the show is the root of the issue. One, somebody should have stepped in and said, maybe you shouldn't be joining the show. You're a young gal. You don't have your identity yet, which no one does. I don't think at 21, 22, I knew who the fuck I was. I think I came out at 22 years old. So I was just figuring it out. Just, you know, sucking a dick and trying to figure it out. I like dick. So that's where I was at 22. And here's Rachel joining the cast of a hit TV show. And uh, with her boyfriend, who's had a a troubling past on this show himself. And so somebody should have stepped in. And that's the root of the problem. Somebody should have said, no, you are not doing this. Get out of here, Rachel. You are not filming this TV show. Figure out who you are first. And she's such a mess. She's saying, I don't have an identity now. And I would normally, again, feel bad. But she is just not, I'm not going to say she's the victim here. Because, and no, we don't want anyone to have... A panic attack. I don't care who you are. I don't want anyone to have a panic attack or having these physical symptoms of anxiety because it's a nightmare to go through. And so that said, of course, we want Rachel to feel remorse because she what she did was effed up. 
it was really fucked up. And so uh, I'm not saying that we should be easy on Rachel. I'm just saying we don't want any physical or mental harm on somebody. And an anxiety attack is a nightmare. She even had the pit stain. So that's how I knew it was real because she was in that car and she lifted up with the arms and underneath them grippers, she had the big pit stains in her arms. And so I understood that. They get to the Lake Havasu house. It's a beautiful, gorgeous house. I mean, better than the house they stayed on in the real house of Salt Lake City. Remember when they went to that 1998 Arizona house? At least this one looked like it was from present day. They didn't hit in a time travel machine, didn't get in a DeLorean uh, to get in a house. Like This was a real updated, nice house. And so it was great, but they needed more people there. And then Charlie showed up, and I love Charlie. I do love Charlie, although I do think Charlie's probably watching this show in realizing she was two on the wrong team when she backed Rachel. And I imagine producers wanted her to back Rachel. That's probably part of the plan going into the season of like, we need an ally for Rachel. And so Charlie did decide to do that. And so I'm sure she's looking at this like, what the fuck was I doing? I'm sure because we even saw on social media, Charlie has responded to Rachel's sister and all sorts of people. So we know that Charlie in real time has realized she was on the wrong team. And so I'm sure she's having a hard time herself watching these episodes back because I was too. I was yelling at her the whole time. But I think if I didn't know what happened at Scandival's situation, I would have been on Charlie and Rachel's team. And instead, I'm just watching this like, Charlie, abort mission! Abort mission! Anyway, this house is great. Charlie did go after Christina Kelly, which was funny to me because it was so unexpected. (laughs) She just said, all I know about Christina Kelly is she used to work at Sir, and now she says lip balm. (laughs) I have the no, f- chill. No. Oh, I loved that. I loved that. It made me laugh. Okay, meanwhile, at Tom Tom, at Tom Tom, Sandoval is there wearing an earring and a lightning bolt necklace. Rotten Hill. Oh, they were doing business advice from a Magic 8-Ball app. Is that his publicist too, Shula Schwartz? Is that who he's relying on to figure out his PR? Because, I don't know, just sitting there with that Magic 8-Ball app. Come on, Schwartz. He's, you know, he's going to have it coming. In the words of that song from the play Chicago. He had it coming. I'm not saying death. I'm just saying he's got something coming, some karma coming, because karma come back around. Karma chameleon, uh, Shula Schwartz. Something's going to come and bite him in the ass, because I feel like he's getting by with all too much stuff. He's getting away with too much stuff, and I will not stand for it anymore. Anyway, I was very upset. DJ James Kennedy shows up at Tom Tom, and they decide a guy's night at Sky Bar with Shishi. So Sheena's invited, but it's going to be a guy's night. Skybar's doing a lot of work on this show lately. Has anyone noticed every week we're getting something at Skybar? I'm seeing Skybar more than I'm seeing Sir or Tom Tom or Schwartz and Sandys. I'm seeing Skybar. And maybe we need to move the show to Skybar and get rid of the Schwartz and Sandys at this point. Because I don't know. Uh, I do not like, though, Sheena was like, oh, I get along with all the guys. I don't get along with the girls. And I don't love when people say that because it's like... You just don't get along in general with all women. Like that's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird brag, weird flex. But whatever, she she. Anyway, then we cut to uh, let's see this martini bar that the gals went to in Lake Havasu. They spelled whiskey wrong on the. Did I see that wrong? Did I see that incorrect? It was spelled whiskey wrong, wasn't it? They talk about Rachel being a liability. Charlie talks about hating Lala, and she says in her confessional, I don't know who made Lala the spokesperson of women, but we need a new one. (gasps) That was interesting to me. There's a lot of threads going on. A lot of threads. Raquel even confronted Lala about the James situation. You know, she said, I shouldn't trust you around my man. And this is when they cheat or they argue about who's the most recent cheater. And Raquel says Lala slept with a married man. She calls her a mistress. 
And there's a whole flashback of everybody calling Lala sleeping with married men. Remember, that was the whole thing when Lala came on this show. It's like, she's sleeping with a married man. And if there's one thing I learned from Ms. Nene Leakes, it's to close your legs to married men. Close your legs to married men. And obviously, the men are also equally, if not more, at fault in situations where they astray. But everybody else needs to also close their legs to married men. Unless the married man has some sort of open relationship or something, you do not just go effing married men. So you need to close them legs to married men. Go watch The Real Houses of Atlanta and you will learn a thing or two. Watch that reunion season one and you will, maybe your eyes will open and you'll realize that you need to close your legs to married men. Thank you, NeNe Leakes. Trashy hooker. Okay, 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 okay. Then uh, we see Ariana. Meanwhile, I just felt so bad. Ariana's at home. She just lost adorable Charlotte. Which is, uh, losing a dog is like, uh, just hard. It's so tough. It's so tough. And so she missed the trip and she's in bed and she's on the phone with LVP and she's sad. And I just felt so, so bad for her. Meanwhile, Shishi and Brock are with Summer Moon. This was the scene where Summer Moon just looks so adorable. Also, what looked adorable were Brock's thighs. He had his thighs out and I just want to applaud that. Way to go. Clap, clap, clap. Way to go. Clapping for Brock's thighs. Uh, then we cut to Lake Havasu the next morning. A lot of coffee, mate. Notice a lot of coffee, mate, not only here on Vanderpump Rules, but also on The Real House of New Jersey. And there's not a lot of logo work happening on these episodes, so it's definitely something that's sponsored. Margaret Josephs had the Snickers coffee, mate. And I know she's always been a big fan of the Snickers coffee, mate. But here on The Vanderpump Rules, they also had the coffee, mate out. And I'm a coffee, mate drinker myself. I would love coffee, mate, to sponsor this podcast. But these uh, people all over Bravo drinking coffee, mate. And so it's definitely something that's sponsored somehow, somewhere. Someone's paying for it, I think, because there's no other. A lot of the other brands aren't getting clearance. Uh, anyway, let's take a break here. We got to we gotta come back. We have so much to discuss. We got to talk about Charlie singing Kid Rock at karaoke. And then we got to talk about them leaving it like have a suit. I mean, so much is going on. So let's take a quick break here. I want to thank ACAST. Go pre-order that book. It's called The Jolliest Bunch, wherever you get your books, indie bookstores, the link in the bio, and we'll be right back. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. When you watch TV, watch it with enthusiasm and love your characters and love your narratives and love your plot lines and get excited about it. But when you watch TV, and then you go online and you feel the need to harm other people, stop yourself first. First. That was Kelly Kaloran Bensimone, formerly of The Real Houses in New York. And that was just a little reminder as we watch these shows. I know they're real people and we love our reality shows, but I found that on my computer and I was like, that's a good apropos or is that the right word? So it feels appropriate for these present days with the whole scandal situation, because I know we all have these big, heavy emotions about the whole thing. But Kelly Kalor and Ben Simone, uh, she always, we always need a reminder from her. We always need a reminder that we need some gummy bears. And then also whatever she said in that clip, <laughs> I found it on my computer. I don't even remember when it was from, but it was like, that was on my computer. You know, you should see my hard drive. They always say when you pick up someone's computer, you got to be careful because you'll see all sorts of porn and stuff. But on my case, it's just like with clips of Kelly Clore and Ben Simone from her social media or something. It's like, where did that even come from? I don't know. So I hope no one, I hope the, the feds don't ever take care of uh, my hard drive because they're going to find lots of Bravo clips. That's all they're going to find. Nothing really interesting. Just Kelly Clore and Ben Simone from 2008 selling something. <laughs> I also I also found like realtor videos of Kelly Benson on my computer, I guess, like selling apartments in New York. I don't know why I have them, but I have them anyway. Uh, let's see. We uh, the in Lake Havasu, Charlie and Rachel decide they're going to leave and they go to the karaoke the night before. And Rachel says she don't feel comfortable. So she's going to leave. She's going to meet up with the boys. And I was like, Rachel, you don't need to leave the girls trip. You could just leave the girls trip. You don't need to go meet up with these boys. And, oh, there was like a smoking gun. I don't know if anyone caught this little moment, but when her and uh, Charlie decide to leave and go surprise the boys, when all the guys were sitting down, Tom Sandoval said like, oh, I heard Rachel and Charlie left. Like he knew that they left. And of course, rationally, I can understand that maybe production told him, maybe even Ariana told him. But in my head, I was like, did Rachel text him that? Because they were at this point, hooking up. That's the other thing that's so so fucked up about this whole thing is that so Rachel and Tom Sandoval were allegedly hooking up at this point in the season already. And then for Rachel to be sitting in that car having the panic attack and like then going after Lala and calling her a mistress while she's actually being missed, like it's so fucked up that she didn't even have 
the wherewithal at that moment to be like, oh, maybe I should either come clean or maybe I should stop sleeping with him or maybe I should tell my friend Ariana that I'm sleeping with. Like, she didn't have no conscious. That's probably why she got the panic attack in the car because she's probably thinking like, oh, I'm fucking up right now. But then she continued fucking up. And it's just disgusting. Like, that's so, that's so screwed up in the head. I mean, that's just so not right. It's not okay. It's not right and it's not okay. In the words of our dear uh, Whitney Houston, it's not right and it's not okay. So uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, they, she does before she leaves the gals in Lake Havasu, she says, Lala, you're just angry because Dollar chose me over you. I was like, that's not why Lala's angry. I'm so mad at Rachel. Ugh. I can't even, I can't even talk about it. Go yourself, Raquel. Anyway, the uh, women go to this country bar that's really cute. Katie, Lala, and Christina, they, um, oh, before the country bar, actually. I'm getting all mixed up, you guys. I'm getting all mixed up. Oh, so earlier they were at the bar that misspelled whiskey. That was a Martini Bay bar. Now they're at the lake with these guys. And it was a really bland scene, a bland grouping. It needs some seasoning, this whole scene of them at the lake. I mean, nothing was going on. They sort of flirted with these guys. There was one really hot guy with a lot of the, he had the abs out. And whoo, Matt, get the fan. That was the man. And so I was upset that no one hooked up with him. But otherwise, it was just the three of them at this lake. And I don't even like a lake at all. I'm not interested in lake water. It's disgusting to me. I only like water. I don't even like any sort of big body of water. It's just not for me, I've realized. And so particularly a lake that you can't even see, it's like a discolored lake. And you never know what you're going to step on or what's crawling around you. And then people go in them inner tubes and stuff. It's like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in boats or lakes. And so they were sitting there, and it's kind of bland. Uh, and then later in the episode, they go to that country bar. So before the country bar, though, we do see Schwartz and Sandy's. They're trying some food. Ariana was there with uh, Greg's wife, who was bringing stuff, who was doing her own self-promo. Did you see Greg's wife? Greg's wife showed up with a whole fucking basket of her merch. And I was like, I got my garden out. And I was like, this woman's trying to launch a brand. Uh, when she's just trying to show up. Meanwhile, Greg's such an asshole to everybody, but now he's got the wife trying to launch a brand. And so, you know, good for her, I guess. Good for her because, yeah, good for her. But they do try a bunch of food for Schwartz and Sandy's. And uh, it was, it looked good, I guess. It looked fine. Then we see the gals in Lake Havasu hitting that pinata. They even had the pinata wearing sandals. They said shoeless Schwartz, even in pinata form, is going to be shoeless. And they just had him wearing sandals. And the green pants. Which, remember that one fight they had where Katie just goes, okay, green pants. (laughs) Oh, I love that they showed that flashback. Okay, green pants. Okay, green pants. Oh, I love a flashback. Then Katie does cry. She, after they hit the pinata of Shula Schwartz, she cries about losing her best friend. And she says, that's why I just want people to be supportive and not get involved. And obviously she's talking about Shishi. She says, just don't get involved. Don't say anything. And I get that. And I just feel bad for Katie because she's got Shishi, her friend, just pushing Shula Schwartz with uh, Rachel. And then Rachel's uh, pursuing this whole thing. It's just disgusting. And I think we're kind of losing sight of the fact that Rachel's being an asshole to Katie and the whole situation. I don't care if Rachel and Katie do not uh, see eye to eye or aren't close friends. I still think just having respect for your coworker who's going through this divorce with her former best friend, it means you should not be trying to go after that man. Like, go after one of the other men. There's so many men in West Hollywood or wherever you live. I don't know where she lives now. But there's so many men. Like, what are you going after these men who are taken for? And by the way, again, I have to say the men are even more at fault and shouldn't be straying from their relationships 
for this woman, Raquel. What's like, what do they even, what does Raquel got to offer that they're all like, oh, we got to lose. Ariana's one of the hottest women ever. And then Sandoval is like cheating on her with Rachel. Like in what fucking world does that make any goddamn sense? I'm getting worked up again. Oh, I'm getting worked up. Okay. So then what else is happening? Pinata. We got Sky Bar. Uh, James, James, when the women show up, when Charlie and Rachel come up, he's like, oh, I guess it's not a guy's night anymore. And I just got to say, James, for all his faults, he is one of our best confessional artists. He's one of our best confessional artists. He just gives good confessional. Uh, meanwhile, at the cowboy bar, I love a country bar there. I love any sort of country bar with line dancing, beer, cowboy hats. Like, it's for me. And one of the things I noticed, this is going to be a deep cut, and some of you are not going to have any fucking clue what I'm talking about. But there was this movie called To Leslie that came out this year. And the woman in it, Andrea, she was nominated for a Best Actress Oscar. And there was sort of this controversy that was happening with this movie To Leslie. Anyway, the movie To Leslie, I swear they filmed it at the same country bar. I think they filmed at the same country bar because I had just watched this two Leslie movie. And I'm almost, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty, I'm like 90% positive that it's the same place where two Leslie was filmed as where they were in Lake Havasu at this country bar. It looked like the same setup. I'm pretty sure it was called BJ's and I tried to look it up, couldn't find any confirmation, but I'm pretty sure it was. Meanwhile, these guys show up and Lala immediately is like turned on by these men who show up. And so she goes right up to them and is like, are you from LA? Are you, where are you from? And she's really into this one guy in particular, who I have to say, I had some my own reservations about this man, because although he's very attractive, Lala says, uh, where are you from? And he says, uh, he lives in Palm Springs. Then she says, do you ever go out in West Hollywood? And he says, yes, I go to the Abbey. Now, for people in other parts of the countries, I just have to say not to stereotype, but these are very gay locations. The Abbey itself is a world-renowned gay bar in West Hollywood, one of the gayest places there is. And then Palm Springs, not to say that everyone who lives in Palm Springs is homosexual, but a lot of the population in Palm Springs, I would venture to say, is homosexual. And so, look, we don't know this man's, uh, how he identifies, and God bless, however he wants to. I'm just saying, I hope Lala... She, she, I, maybe it was just distracted. People get digmatized, right? He's a gorgeous man. So maybe she was just distracted. But when he said Palm Springs, then he says, Oh, yeah, he goes to the Abbey. I thought, Is nobody going to say anything? Like, why? Christina Kelly, all she was doing was drinking like a soda water with cucumber, which who the fuck orders that at a bar? And I'm not saying that she needs to be ordering a cocktail, but soda water with cucumber, that's kind of, that's a red flag. It's, I mean, this whole episode should be about red flags. And that was a red flag with Christina Kelly. I mean, what is she putting them lip balmed lips around a drink that is just soda water? And I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern 
living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Cucumber. That is not right. There's something really that's not right. It's not right. And I will not stand for it. Yeah, I will not stand for it because there's something wrong there. And so I'm calling out that red flag with Christina Kelly. And who knows where it'll go, but something's you can't be at a cowboy bar. And I don't even believe a cowboy bar like that is going to have just cucumber there. I mean, we're not at a spa. This is not Burke Williams. Like you're just going to have, they don't have cucumber. I was a bartender myself at these types of bars and they don't have cucumber lying around. You have a lemon and a lime. That's it. You're not having the whole, it's not a farmer's market and that you're just going to have a cucumber there. So Christina Kelly ordering soda water with cucumber. They're probably like, what the fuck? What the fuck? That's what the bartender said when she ordered that cucumber and soda water. It's not okay. And so red flag, let's just write that and mark that in my notes. Somebody remind me of this later on. If Christina Kelly does something crazy, I'm going to say, go back to that episode. Remember when she ordered the cucumber and the soda water because it ain't right. It's not a farmer's market. Anyway, what else? Then we have the, it ends at Sky Bar. Tom Sandoval is getting, he got too excited about Raquel showing up. I did not care for that. I did not care for that. I thought, Tom, you better get out the fuck out of that Sky Bar with Rachel there. You, the you hear me, Tom Sandoval? Tommy, can you hear me? pissed. I was pissed. It just ends. Raquel sat next to Schwartz and I was like, she just needs to get out of there. Where do they go for from here? Where do they go next season? Because I don't think anyone's going to film with Rachel. Uh, I don't even know if anyone's going to film with the Toms. I don't know. That's the episode of Vanderpump Rules, you guys. Let's take a quick uh, break, one more break, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about the real house size of New Jersey. Jersey time. I was arrested. Prostitution whore. You are fing gay. 19 times. 19 times? Okay, the Jersey recap is going to be short this week. And to be 
completely honest with you all, I wasn't even going to do an episode this week because I'm on Watch What Happens Live and it's been sort of a crazy week with travel to get there. And so I wasn't even going to do an episode. And so I know some people are going to be disappointed that we're not going to get too deep into the Real Houses in New Jersey, but you can hear me on Watch What Happens Live talking about all this stuff. So uh, tune in there and do not yell at me for keeping this recap short. And I know we kept the recap short last week as well because uh, the Real House in New Jersey just isn't as thrilling as what's going on with the Scandal situation. So although I do have some thoughts, I just want to let you know up front. Okay, so we do have Teresa with the therapist. I'm really happy she's with the therapist and I'm liking what's going on. However, she talks to the therapist about Nono and how he used to hold a grudge. And I'm concerned that these patterns are being passed down to the further generations. Do you get what I mean? So we know Gia Melania, we Antonia, and all the young daughters. I'm worried about all these patterns being passed down to them. And so that's where my most concern is at this point. I'm proud that Teresa's seeing the therapist and hopefully growing and learning, and I just hope the daughters do as well on both sides, because this is sad to me. When I saw all them daughters and the sons at the baseball game, which, by the way, was a little too long of a baseball game, and at first I was really upset, and then I kind of changed it around in my head, and I ended up enjoying it. However, it was like a baseball-heavy episode. Like what, what, like, what am I watching? Rookie of the Year? All of a sudden, we're at the baseball game for an hour, and it felt like a really long time and nothing really was going on there. But when I saw the next generation at the baseball game and they were hugging and, and I think it was Gia grabbed Joey's arm and was like, what's on your arm? And they, it just felt like a very a nice scene between cousins. And I just thought it was so sad that this family is now completely torn apart and this generation is the one picking up the pieces. It's so sad. It's so sad. But I just hope that if nothing else, if if Melissa and Joe Gorga aren't going to get along with Teresa and Louie, if that's not going to happen, that those four people are not going to get along, I would still like that next generation to find a way to have the relationships like they would without the parents involved. Whatever that means, figure it out. I'm not here to, I'm not the family therapist. Somebody else is going to have to figure it out. Teresa also told the therapist in regards to Margaret, she's like, I didn't like the way I reacted to Margaret. And then she said, <laughs> even though it was justified. And then the therapist is just asking her these questions. The therapist seemed wonderful, but she's, uh, she asked Teresa about uh, her relationship with Margaret. And uh, Teresa says, I guess my delivery is not, you know, always what it should be. And it's just so funny. Her delivery is not always what it should be. And then they show a montage of her just like losing it, throwing the tables, flipping drinks and everything. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Meanwhile, this therapist, uh, in, uh, in contrast to the therapist later in the episode that was with Bill and Jennifer Aiden, the therapist that they had was named Judy, who was, it was so funny because Judy, the therapist at the end of the episode, was just slouched over in her couch like Denise Richards at a reunion with bangs, blush, and a heavy lip. And I don't know a better woman. And I love a Judy in general. You know, I love my Judy Garland, love a Judy. But this woman, a therapist at the end of the episode, just slouched over in that chair. Because that's what fascinates me the most about these shows is the fact that this woman was on camera for the first time. I don't remember ever seeing this couple's therapist, but maybe she's been on the show once or twice. But she's going on a national TV show that's very highly rated, The Real House in New Jersey. And she's just slouched over all the way in that chair. And I would be so worried if I was on camera. But like, am I sitting up straight? Like, that's all I'm thinking about on camera is like, is my, do I look hunched over? You know, I'm tall, so I tend to hunch anyway. And I'm like, I got to put my shoulders back. Like, I'm overthinking all this. So this woman, Judy, who just didn't give a fuck. She didn't give a flying fuck. She just showed up on camera, slouched over in that chair. And same with Denise Richards, our, our dear Denise, dearly departed Denise Richards. 
Uh, she left the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills set to go film that movie Money Plane. And I will never forget her last appearance when she was slouched over in that reunion chair on Zoom. Nothing better. Nothing better. Anyway, Mar- Margaret just had her surgery. Joe's still wiping her ass, but she says he's a plumber. So, you know, that was so funny. <laughs> he's a plumber. Well, he can wipe the ass. He's a plumber. He gets it. I love that. Jennifer, her house with the kids, her and Bill talk. And again, I mentioned that they met with the therapist later in the episode, but she says she smokes marijuana at night and Margaret's going after that. And who cares? The children go to sleep. Nothing wrong with the little marijuana. Like, let her do it. I don't know why we're harping on that. And the only thing I could think of is like, was Margaret saying that comment about the drug thing to just kind of pick at Jennifer Aiden? Or was there something more to it? I don't know. But if it was just a little marijuana before bed after the kids are asleep, who the F cares? Moms need that. Moms go through hell. Moms out there, you know, you're all going through hell. I wish upon all of you that you're able to smoke and relax a little bit before bed. Because I know if you got little kids, young kids, older kids, don't matter. If you're a mother, you got a lot of worry on your plate. And so I hope you find some vice at the end of the night that you can relax with while you're putting on an episode of Bob's Burgers. So whatever you got to do. And so if that's what Jennifer Aiden's got to do, God bless. And so Margaret, you better cool it. Margaret, meanwhile, doesn't ever drink or anything, but she was a little high from the morphine this episode. And we always see her so in control. And it was fun to see her a little loose, though, because she always is. Then we see Dolores and her dad, Polly. I like them. Or no, I'm sorry, Dolores and her dad, and then also Polly, the three of them. And I like that the dad seemed to... Uh, what do you say? This family will be with you till the end, he kept saying to Polly. And then a da- the dad and Dolo go on a walk. And what was interesting to me about this dog walking situation was that this whole episode, it felt very natural to me. And meaning like, even when they were at the batting cages in that one scene, I felt like it felt it was a natural thing for people to do. Walking the dog feels like a natural thing that these people are doing in their real lives. Whereas sometimes the episodes feel so heavily produced and so scripted of where these people are going, who's invited. The fact that Dolo and the dad just went out for a walk, it felt more unnatural, early days of reality TV. And again, even that batting cage, it didn't feel so set up. It just felt like they were having fun, Because I think they were kind of going between the batting cage and the table, and it just felt more natural than, I know, sometimes they just feel so set up. Anyway, uh, speaking of the batting cages, I do have to say that somebody, a listener brought to my attention, actually a couple people DM'd me this, that Rachel uh, from The Real House New Jersey, The New Wife, she uh, posted something with Jessica Simpson and hashtagged it Jessica Thursday. So if you follow me on Instagram, I used to do this thing called Jessica Thursdays for a long time, and I haven't done them in a while. I keep saying I'm going to bring them back one day, but uh, it's a bit of a sore subject, and I can get into that in another at another time. But Rachel did post something, hashtag Jessica Thursdays. So I think Rachel could be an Everything Iconic fan. I don't know. I don't know, but we're going to have to get her on this show. And I'm loving Rachel, so I'm, I'm into it. And uh, I do have to say, though, every time they show her in the bodybuilding photos, I'm very proud of her, but I do audibly gasp because it's just, it doesn't, it looks so different to me. She's, I mean, perfect body at all times. It's not about the body. It's just the picture. I, I think it's like when they do the bodybuilding competitions, it's like they have to, I don't know what do they put their, their skin looks like a completely different tone and they're all oiled up. And so I just, every time I see it, I have a little bit of a gasp. I have a gasp. Meanwhile, Frank's girlfriend, who I think was also in the bodybuilding competition, and she looks like Carrie Underwood, by the way, of the Long Island Medium. Does anyone else think that? The girlfriend, Frank's girlfriend. She, she's she got that vibe. She's got the that vibe. That's all. the only way I could know how to describe it is Carrie Underwood by way of Long Island Medium. That's it. 
Uh, but I'm I'm happy to see this group. Melissa said Teresa hates Margaret and is being fake with Margaret. And they all are alluding to the fact that Margaret's like dangerous to be enemies with. And I never thought of Margaret as like dangerous, which is so weird to me that this is the narrative that we're playing out on screen. It's like she knows too much and look out for Margaret. And meanwhile, every time they show Margaret, she's just sitting there with like half an arm because the arm's in the cast and she's just drinking her coffee mate. I'm like, this is the woman. <laughs> this is the woman who can't even wipe her own ass. Her husband's wiping her ass and she's always got a cast or something wrong with her. And it's like, that's who they're all worried about is knows too much. I'm like, I don't know about that. That feels a little, I don't know, too much. Then at the baseball park, now I am into this. I like the baseball game. It just felt too much of the episode too much of the episode. I love seeing Joe Gorga in that baseball top with the sleeves off. That man, I mean, as much as I might have problems with Joe Gorga, that man does it for me. I mean, he's gorgeous looking man, gorgeous looking man. I'm very into it. And I you know people, there's just an expose on, I think it was the daily beast about how everyone on the real house in New Jersey looks uh, like they are, have been in the sun too long. And I know Joe Gorga looks like he's been sleeping under the sun for five days straight. However, I don't care. I find him hot, and that's my truth. This whole scene also reminded me back in the day, remember MTV used to do like Rockin' Jock or something, where they would have celebrities like Polly Shore just showing up. I mean, we're talking a lot about Polly Shore this episode. Didn't we talk about him earlier with Biodome? Anyway, Polly Shore and Eric Knees and whoever, probably Camille was at those, those rockin' jocks. Do you remember what I'm talking about on MTV? Where it'd just be these celebrities. Or they even started doing it like later in the 90s where they'd have like the NSYNC and Britney Spears would be playing basketball. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And I don't even know why or how that all happened, but it happened. Am I making that up? Was that a fever dream? Why did they have celebrities playing sports on MTV all the time? What was that? What the fuck was that about? Do you know what I'm talking about? It was just Sugar Ray just playing volleyball or some shit like that. It's like, why is uh, Mark McGrath playing volleyball on my screen? Like, what's that? How is that music television? I don't know. But it happened. There was a lot of crazy shit that was happening when I was growing up on MTV. Mandy Moore had a talk show on spring break. I mean, it was crazy shit. They were just giving anyone a program slot. It's like they just filmed whatever was going on. It didn't matter. And then I even just saw some clips recently of TRL back in the day. And you guys, that fucking Times Square was just loaded with young teens cheering for Willa Ford. Like, what was going on back then? And as they should be, obviously, I was one of those kids just cheering for Willa Ford, although I couldn't afford to go to New York. So I was at Ohio just casting my vote in the school library for Willa Ford's I Want to Be Bad. But that's not the point. The point is, it was crazy times on MTV. And they were just filming lots of sports events. And I'm not sure who's like really asking for rock and jock football and basketball and baseball. Like, I don't know who was asking for all that. Anyway, that's what's going on here on uh, The Real House of New Jersey. They're playing sports, a lot of baseball. Danielle's an athlete, too. I'm loving Danielle. She Come to find out, she's an athlete, and I love that. Now, Rachel does confront Jennifer Aiden about Olivia wanting to be a couples therapist, and I'm sad for Olivia. I'm sad for her. Frank and Dolo also kind of get into a little moment. There was a weird reaction shot where they were like showing these dramatic reaction shots from Dolores and Frank, and it felt more like the hills than Jersey to me. I don't know. That's just the vibe I got. And then, okay, so I wasn't liking the baseball game, but then once I sort of changed my thinking and realized that maybe I need to look at this episode more like I'm watching Field of Dreams or Moneyball, you know, one of these baseball dramas, then I can sit and enjoy it instead of watching it like a Real Housewives episode where they're playing a sport. Does that make sense? So it was a big success, $200,000 for charity. Way to go. We love that. Way to go. Good for them. Uh, the episode ends with the scene with Judy, the therapist, and I was happy for her. Bill, 
Apparently, when he gets home from work, he doesn't talk. He just goes immediately to the pool house. Not okay. Not okay. Next week on the show, we got the shore trip. I'm not sure that we need to go to Jersey Shore again. Oh, speaking of Jersey Shore, do you see Sammy Sweetheart's going to be back on the Jersey Shore? Ugh. I have the no, f- no. Sammy Sweetheart, you guys, I'm so excited about her coming back to the Jersey Shore because I like Jersey Shore, but the past recently has been kind of a flop, you know, and they needed to bring Sammy Sweetheart back. So they showed some picture of her in the confessional chair. She's filming again. So I'm going to be back on board of the Jersey Shore. I almost said this on the show a couple weeks ago. I was like, you know, I've been talking about how they need Snooki on Jersey, and a lot of people yell at me and say, oh, I would hate Snooki on Jersey. Then I was thinking a couple weeks ago that Sammy Sweetheart would actually make a perfect Jersey housewife as well, because she was staying away from Jersey Shore, and maybe she'd be a good fit here. But now she's back on Jersey Shore, so she's back in the zeitgeist, back and better than ever. Ron, stop. Ron, stop. Remember? Ugh. And Ron's not on anymore, so I don't got to worry. I didn't want her to go back with Ron there, but I'm happy that she's going to be going back with that Ron. And you know who else is back on screen? You know who else is coming back is Miss Vicky Gunvalson. She's going to be back on The Real House of Orange County. She posted in her confessional chair. I mean, they're just bringing everyone back. We got Vicky Gunvalson's coming back. Kristen Doty's coming back. Sammy Sweetheart's coming back. Like, who else? Who else is going to sit down in front of that green screen in a confessional chair? Cannot wait. Anyway, that's the episode, you guys. I love you all so much for listening. I'm going to be on tour. Uh, tickets are close to selling out. Uh, you can go to everythingiconic.com for those tickets. Click on the live show link. Pre-order my book, The Jolliest Bunch. I hate to beg. I hate, I hate to beg, but you got to beg. got to beg. Really would help me a lot if you pre-ordered that book, and I would just love you forever. And I hope that you'll also really enjoy the book. But it's going to be in hardcover. We're also going to be doing an audiobook, which more should have more details about that later, close to the release date, because it's not coming out until October. Uh, but uh, I'm so excited to just share this book with you guys. So please, please pre-order it. I hate to beg, but I'm begging. Love you all so much for listening. Stay safe. And uh, we'll be back next week. Bye-bye.